Welcome to yet another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Podcast. This is our virtual happy hour for you. Welcome to the Britain Yankee Pub. I'm Phil Clark, the Brit, and with me, live via Zoom, although when you watch this, it's not going to be live anymore, it'll be recorded, are three brewers and three people who have really bad COVID haircuts. Let's find out who they are. Hi guys, how are you? Yay, doing fine. Oh, I thought you were dead there. Um, now, I'm not quite certain how this works uh, as I've got four of you in, in the quadrant here. That's good though, because it makes us all even. I think over here, we have Mr. Eric Bramwell from Riverlands Brewing. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for having me back. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, you're looking pretty good in your lumberjack outfit. Uh, how long's that hair? Uh, it's been about two years since my last haircut. Two uh, years? Wow, well, can, can we have a quick pop now? Can we see how long it is? We're, yeah, we're getting it about uh, almost nipple uh, length here. We're, we're getting wow. <laughs> But I should say you are doing that for a good cause, right? I am, yeah. Me and some of the other guys at the brewery are uh, all growing it out. Hopefully, uh, for St. Baldrick's in March uh, to raise money for, for kids' cancer. That's the game plan. Wow, they should be getting a couple of bags out of you. <laughs> is, is the beard coming off as well? Uh, I don't know. I feel like as a brewer, if you don't have a beard, you know, you lose some of your, your abilities. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let me or not. We'll see. The strength is in here. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. me. <laughs> Is Ken McMullen. Hi, Ken. And you're you're my uh, host. Uh, you look like you're down at the brewery at Hotline, right? Yep. I'm at work. You have the uh, the curly shagginess at the back there, right? Yeah. There we go. I'm about 11 months on my. It'll be 11 months on election day. I actually need to make the decision. Wow, 11 months. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. That beard, if you let that grow out anymore, see, I shave off mine because it goes all white. And if you let yours grow, you'll be just right for Christmas. Father. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, kitty corner to you, I guess below and over, is Mr. Chuck Ford, my sometimes co host from Church Street Brewing. Hello, Chuck. How the hell are you? Hello, hello, hello. Excellent, good man. Now I didn't mention I didn't mention your COVID haircut because you always do have a ponytail, right? Yeah, I don't cut my hair much. You know, every once in a while I put the hat on and I just kind of trim the wings off a little bit. That's about it. 
<laughs> I think that's what I got to do because if you look, I've got the uh, I've got the whiteness coming here. I'm trying to make it go back there like you, but the the sides have to be trimmed. I think you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome indeed to the Britain Yankee Pub. I just want to let people know that uh, you can find us on all good podcast aggregators. You can find us on our YouTube channel, and this particular uh, edition is going to be put out as a video cast out on YouTube. And then we'll have an extended edition, hopefully, uh, with our second beers. Everybody's got two beers, but we'll have a second beer on the extended edition, which will be a audio podcast only. So having got all that out of the way, welcome, guys. Today's theme is winter beers, right? Winter is coming. So I asked you guys to tell me what sort of beers you might like to drink during these coming cold months. And we've already had snow. So I thought I'd start off the roll here with mine, which is going to be, I don't know if you can see that, but I'm certainly gonna put it up here so you can see it there. There we go, look at that. That is D&G's Nut Brown Ale. Now, Alex Dreyer over at D&G as we speak today, was actually brewing with Carson Souza over at Obscurity for some sort of collaboration. So I asked him what his, what his grain bill was and hops, and he didn't get back to me. So he must have either fallen into the uh, mash tun, or he's just plain got pissed out of his head and, he's, <laughs> and, he's, and he couldn't remember. So I'm going to crack this one open. Now, I want to ask uh, Chuck, Nut brown ales. Have you had a nut brown ale at Church Street? Oh, uh, no, we haven't really. We have not. That's one style we haven't covered, really. And um, Ken? Yes. Have you had one? At not Hawkins? at Church Street. <laughs> not yes. at Church Street. No. I actually, actually, today I was, I roasted. Um, Butternut and acorn squash for my squash apple nut brown that I'm brewing tomorrow. A squash apple nut brown. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, I call it. I used to call it squano. I I switched it up a little this year, so we might change the name. But you know, it's a it's a winter beer, and um, I don't know. It's the the nut character comes from the grain. You use uh, grain that's toasted, and it brings out. You toast it just right, you get a nutty character. You go too far, it gets roasted, and you get like, you know, coffee and chocolate. And if you don't go far enough, it's like bready and toasty. But well, I'm the aroma I'm getting through this, and I have a really nice uh, looking glass of beer there. Actually, it's it's come out to be a dark brown, almost mahogany, and. Um, the aroma is malty. It's what I would expect from a brown ale. But I guess what my question to you may be, Eric, is what makes the nut bit? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just it's going to be entirely based on the malts that that were used in the beer. Uh, I say this having not brewed a nut brown ale at Riverlands. So uh, take this with a grain of salt. But uh, there, there are certain uh, malt, you know, varieties that you can use that that can give you some of that. Um, it's going to come off as a little bit of like nut, uh, biscuit, uh, a little bit of that toasty character that Ken was talking about, you know, different malts, kind of like, uh, 
you know, a, a victory mold or biscuit mold, things like that, that you can put in there that they're going to give it a little bit of that character. Uh, that on top of like usually a, a good flavorful uh, English space mold, something like Melisotter would probably be perfect for, for a, a nut brown ale. And I wish you could taste this because you talked about the biscuity and uh, that's exactly what's coming through here. This is what I think Newcastle Brown Ale should have been. And uh, they went ahead and bollocksed it up by putting all the stuff in it that they put in it now. And it's terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, but this has a really nice dry finish. So that's my first winter warmer that I, you know, I say winter warmer. I don't think it's going to warm you, but I just like to drink something with a little more body to it in the winter. No. So uh, let's... I was going to ask Ken, like on his brown ale, or do you use um like English brown malt at all? I I toast um I toast base malt myself. Oh, and okay. And get it to a to a you know just to where I'm starting to smell that nut character coming off of it, that kind of a nutty roastiness. Um, yeah. But what I, what I was what I was going to say was uh, you know nut brown is one of those it's one of the beers that Sam Smith's used to send over here I, I think it's still coming over but all the early brew pubs they had an oatmeal stout they had an ipa they had uh or a pale ale you know it was all based on those sam smith's the sam smith's beer so there's always a nut brown uh, goose island used to have a nut brown did they wow yeah yeah Hikes nut brown ale. nice um so that's my beer and it sounds like nut browns need to make a comeback. <laughs> and it, it sounds like, when's yours going to be ready, Ken? Let's say like two weeks. Okay. All right. Let's turn our attention to Mr. Bramwell because it looks like he went to get a new glass. So, Eric, yeah. what are you drinking this winter? Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I do have to hopelessly plug uh, or shamelessly plug one of, one of ours um, for my first one anyway. So this is Riverlands Brewing Company, Hoppy Grinchmas. Oh! You see that. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite styles of beer in the wintertime, and, and uh, it's the reason we made it our kind of Christmas seasonal, is a Hoppy Imperial Red Ale. And back when I was getting into craft beer, uh, there is a beer by Revolution called Red Skull. Um, and that was kind of the inspiration for this beer. And I'm not sure if Revolution still makes that beer or not, but I can't find it for the life of me uh, most of the time. So uh, I wanted to brew something kind of in that same vein. So uh, I think we did pretty well on the color. If you can kind of see. Yeah, it's, it looks fairly clear. A little bit of clarity there just from looking at it. Looks yeah, like it's, it's, you can see your fingers through it. Um, you know, it, it's not completely brilliantly clear, but uh, it, it does have pretty good clarity. It looks nice. Point, thank you. The, the whole point with this beer um, to me was about balance. We, uh, we didn't hop it like a, an IPA, we, but we hopped it more than a, a traditional red. So uh, this beer kind of lives in that middle ground where there's a good uh, dark fruit, caramel, biscuity, malt presence. And over top of that, we layered uh, you know, Citra, Simcoe, and Centennial hops. So you get a good amount of uh, grapefruity citrus and some floral character to it as well. What sort of ABV are you coming up with? We are 8.1%. Oh, wow. So it so is that's, definitely that's, an imperial red. It's, yeah, it's got some, uh, some warming character to it. Wow. Now, when's that beer going to be available, or is it now? And by the way, that is a freaking awesome glass you got there. <laughs> oh, thanks. This is uh, from Bemidji Brewing Company in Bemidji, Minnesota. 
Ooh. Uh, it's one of our favorite uh, destinations at my wife's family's uh, lake cabin up there. Oh. Uh, so we actually canned this beer today. Uh, normally we would release it the week we canned it, but something about releasing a Christmas beer before Halloween just didn't feel right. So we are going to hold it over until next week. So you should see this beer dropping uh, probably starting Wednesday of next week. Well, maybe by the time that uh, Christmas starts to come around, We'll have got rid of this horrible COVID thing. Well, we should have a new person or the same person. I don't know. One of the two. We'll find out later tonight, right? Uh, and <laughs> uh, so your beer is going to be distributed and you can come and get it at the brewery, you know, all the usual routes. So distributed uh, is kind of up in the air. You can definitely get it at the brewery, but this beer is actually part of a couple different advent calendars. So... Um, if you're familiar with the guys at Lodi, um, yeah. I guess I probably shouldn't say that because I think it's supposed to be a surprise, but <laughs> uh, we're, we're in a couple different advent calendars of, around the uh, around the Chicagoland area with this beer. So I don't know how much you'll actually see, uh, you know, distribution, but if you want a surefire way of getting it, come to the brewery and pick up a four pack. Sounds good. All right. Uncle All Chuck. Right. In yeah. Your, in your can room. <laughs> yes indeed i do like your can room so what are you <laughs> what are you drinking thanks for putting the word room after that never mind <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> if you know if this had been a week later i'd have the uh, russian imperial stout or russian rhapsody which uh we're getting pretty excited about it's it's, it's tasting pretty good uh, but we're not going to be packaging that till next week so i've got a couple other beers here um, this is one of ours, our, uh, our Holy Moly, which is our barrel-aged milk stout. Yeah, move it in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The other way. Right here. The other way. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Isn't it fun doing these Zoom things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we barrel-aged this for about uh, nine months, roughly, and uh, – uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a very, it's a stout, but it's not like a real big stout. So, um, you know, the bourbon definitely comes through, but it's still, you know, pretty well balanced and you get a little bit of alcohol warmth on it, which is nice. Um, and, and if I remember you might have won some awards for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, um, a couple of years now, I think we got a second and a third and, uh, yeah, so we're still looking for that first place, but you know, and that and that was a Fobab, which would be coming up in the next couple of weeks. I think it's the twelfth and thirteenth, thirteenth and fourteenth. Uh, yeah. yeah, which is when people can go down and pick up their six packs of uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but barrel aged beer, I guess at Fobab. I've got one coming. Ken's got one coming. Have you guys got one coming? I don't. We've. I don't know. <laughs> These yeah, are going. I, I haven't ordered one yet. Okay. Well, if you haven't ordered it yet, you won't get it because I'm, I'm not getting it. Sold out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we will be hopefully reporting on the six packs that we do get. Um, it could be a very interesting November and December for me because I've got my high ABV advent calendar that I put together all the way through the year. I can't remember what beers I've got in there, but I do know I've got at least a Ken beer, at least a Chuck beer. I don't know if I've got an Eric beer, but we'll find out. 
<laughs> I can't remember what I put in there. Um, so holy moly, absolutely, those stouts. Uh, can I go back to Russian Rhapsody, you said? Yes, Russian Rhapsody. So you uh, what, tell us the specs on that little puppy, because that sounds just in my ballpark. It's around ten percent alcohol. It's um, you know, it's a it's a it's a very you know robust stout. Uh, it starts out. Uh, it was a little hoppy when we brewed it, but the hops are settling down now. And uh, but you know that style tends to be a little hoppy sometimes. So uh, and sometimes you know especially home brewers they'll brew this style, and they 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 have to let it sit for a year. They'll let it just sit for a long time let a bottle condition, then they'll enter it into competitions and uh, do pretty well with it. So what I've done is I've, you know, I've taken, you know, some of those recipes and I basically made it so it's a little more uh, commercially viable. So it doesn't have to sit for a year uh, to balance out. And I think, uh, I think it came out pretty good. We're getting pretty excited about it. You know, we're drinking it out of the bright tank and, and, uh, that's a good sign when people keep drinking it out of the bright tank. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good sign for the bloody profit. So <laughs> yeah, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to coming and getting some of that. And when's that going to be available? That will be available at the end of next week. Oh, and uh, right. I don't We're know what's out of the bright tank. Yeah. Out of the bright tank. It's in yeah. the firm. <laughs> All right, last but not least, and he's sipping away there, um, Mr. Ken. Hey, how the heck are you, man? It seems like a long time since we talked. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, we did a instant brew review. So <laughs> yeah. we're fun drinking beers. So what have you got, Ken? And aside well, from your pumpkin, uh, what was it? Pumpkin stout? No. Smoke pumpkin. Pumpkin smoke border pumpkin. should be yeah, coming out. What I'm are you doing? I'm going to be kegging that tomorrow, but uh, before this, I was, I warmed up with the Floyd Morningside um, Sour Old Ale. That was, that was awesome. But what I picked for this was uh, a barley wine. Really? Um, maybe you recognize this. Oh, look at that. Hey, there so we go. <laughs> this is, uh, oh, I turned it the wrong way. Damn it. <laughs> Riverlands. Yeah. Phil, <laughs> but this is our this is our collab barley wine, the Wicked Googly, right? Ten percent. You know what's funny is I drank this about I don't know. I've been I keep trying to drink it. Like two months ago, it was just it was too thick, too sweet for me. Mm -hmm. Now it's like perfect because <laughs> it's cold out. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Perfect so barley wine, it? that's for sure. Plus, when they get older, they the sweetness will settle down a little bit usually. Yeah, it's yeah. malty. It's delicious, man. Yeah, bar barley wines are something that I like to have occasionally. And of course, every year we have our barley wine show. And uh, this year will be no exception other than the fact that I don't know who I'm going to do it with. So hopefully COVID's gone by the time I get around to do it. And I can have you guys in to taste some good, some good barley wines. Um, well, speaking of barley wines, to get this one on the show. This is my other beer. This is a, the Caritas barley wine that I brewed for a Caritas brewing. Oh, man, can we get a bottle of that for the barley wine show? Probably <laughs> should. Yeah. And, and is, where can you get those? Uh, is this your second beer? This is Caritas. So, you know, they just do everything over the Internet. 
Well, that's yeah. pretty cool. All right. So this that's one, a can. This one's still available here at Hopvine. We've got about, I think about a case and a half or two cases of bottles left. And I actually still have it on tap. Oh, really? If I remember wow. correctly, we have two, two bottles left. That is, that is it. Oh, wow. And, and you know, barley wine is interesting because uh, a while back, if you remember, Ken, we went down to Riggs Brewing Company. Gosh, that seems like an age ago, right? I think it was last year, maybe four. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. And they had a barley wine on. And the, uh, interesting enough, they said, well, we always have it on because it sells quite slowly. But that's okay because barley wine will just improve with age and it can sit there and that's fine. So that's great that you've got that barley wine still on tap. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. That's, that's, I didn't want to open a bottle, you know, since I have, so anyway. Yeah, I, I have to come and get a couple of bottles. I know some people who want that. So <laughs> I'll come by and buy some. Cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. You know, that, that, those are some different styles that we've come across, right? So nut brown ale, nut brown ales, uh, a hoppy imperial red ale, but whether it's hoppy or not, imperial red ales, yeah, something higher in alcohol, uh, holy moly, barrel-aged stout, and a barley wine. All of these, except for mine, and I didn't tell you what my ABV was, and he didn't write it on there, so I don't know. I'll put my glasses on and have a look. But I don't think it's that high. Um, if it is, well, we're, we're doing well, but it seems like those higher alcohol beers, are the ones we like to sip in the winter, and so, dark beers. you know, is that the kind of thing that you, you guys are going to be brewing, um, throughout these next, you know, what, three months or so? Um, for us, yes and no. we, yeah, yes and no for us too, you know, we'll, we'll always put out some high alcohol stouts, but um, we've got a, a beer in the tank and uh, my second beer here is a, a version of, of this. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Munich Dunkel, um, ah. you know, a good dark brown lager. And we've got our version of it, Wolf Sagan, uh, in the tank right now. So to me, that's a perfect uh, winter beer too, because you can have a few of them uh, over the course of an evening and, and not feel like you're going to fall on your ass afterwards. Uh, but it still has enough flavor uh, to make it an interesting drink. You know, plenty of uh, malty, chocolatey kind of notes to it, but still nice and sessionable too. And, I agree. And, uh, <laughs> and are you guys uh, below me, are you guys going to be brewing those types of beers or are you just still going to put out, you know, I'll your I'll Phil, I'll tell you the truth. We sell just about 100% of our beer in-house because we're a brew pub. And with all the shutdowns and the COVID, you know, people not going out during this COVID thing, it's, it's been a bitch. I mean, we, we, I've been brewing small batches to keep things moving on the taps. And, um, uh, you know, what I brew on the big system here is stuff that I can, it's stuff that's going to sit around for, that, that'll stick around well for a while, like a Pilsner. Um, but, uh, or it's something that I can infuse and kind of keep some variety going that way. But, you know, it's been tough. I mean, the shutdowns, I can't, I can't brew beer and just like, it doesn't just stay good forever. So, right. you know, yeah. without knowing what the future holds, it's hard to say I'm, I'm going to brew a bunch of winter beers because- Your brew monkey would probably last for a while. Brew monkey I brewed in, 
February and it is killer right now. It's delicious. Yeah. And that's a that's a Belgian triple, right? Yeah. Yep. We know that, but maybe the people watching don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and you know, Eric, are you selling the same beers now? I mean, you've been shut down for two weeks. Uh, does anybody know? Well, as we put this out, it'll be after the two weeks is over. Uh, is there any going to be any relief in sight? We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Uh, I know that the two weeks was kind of, I thought, a starting point, and then they'd kind of see where everything is, is sitting after that point. So uh, I don't know if it's going to last longer than that. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, this would be the only shutdown that we see over the course of the winter months. So yeah. we definitely keep that in mind. Uh, much to Ken's point, we either have been focusing on brewing stuff that we, we know is going to move fast um, in cans, you know, that people are going to going to buy a lot to go from from the brewery or uh, we have the benefit of some distribution so we can get our you know more uh, time sensitive beers like IPAs out onto the shelves and things like that but but otherwise if if it's a style that doesn't really move fast we're either not going to make it right now or uh, to Ken's point you know something like a Munich Dunkel or a Pilsner which we also have in the tank right now you know it's got to be stuff that can can sit on tap for a little while and and not lose its flavor right so question for you guys and i think ken already kind of answered this when he said sam smith did a nut brown if you had to drink a beer you know and went go if you actually had to go into a liquor store and buy a beer <laughs> uh what sort of beer what beer would you buy today i mean is there something favorite that you've heard about that's really good Jeff? well a lot of times I, I head over to the german sec section just to see uh what kind of pilsners they have if I can find a Bitburger or Kernet Pilsner in like 16 ounce cans, I'll, I'll probably get that. Or any other Pilsners like uh, Belton's or whatever. So I'll hit the German section that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go through and, and uh, see what else uh, catches my eye. I, uh, I went to Benny's uh, a couple of days ago and I did exactly what Chuck was just talking about. <laughs> I said my, my second beer here was Warsteiner's Dunkel. There you ah. go. Yeah, I was in the mood for a dunkel. Um, you know, I was kind of wanted to, to get my palate ready for when ours is, is going to be finished. So I kind of knew, you know, how mine stacked up to some of the people who have been doing it for a lot longer. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to find a, a locally made one that, you know, is on store shelves right now consistently. So I went, I went straight to the German section for that. I've always been an IPA guy. And I uh, always went and stood in front of the IPAs going, oh, my God. Um, but lately, really, uh, it's Vienna lagers, man. If I can find a local Vienna lager, I'm all over that. That's, yeah. That's my... Dovetail would be right up your alley, then. That's a pretty pretty easier to find one right now, and they make some great, great lagers. It was yeah. that? Say Dovetail? dovetail. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how about you, Chuck? Have you done a Vienna lager? Yeah, we had our Poncho Vienna that was pretty popular, and I think we'll probably uh, do that one again. That's a, a take on a Jeff Landers uh, homebrew recipe that he's had quite a bit of success with. So um, thanks to Jeff for that one. I'll put a plug in for uh, Forbidden Roots Hoodie Weather, which is uh, a Vienna lager with uh, oak chips or something. It's done on oak anyway. It's not aged it's just got oakiness with the vienna lager and it's really awesome so uh, that, that's still available all right well listen guys 
Um, I was going to cut off the video, but I got a feeling people want to see what your second beers are. Plus, Mr. Ken got something sent to him that I want to talk about with you guys. So I'm just going to carry on doing the video here. Ken, before we take a break, could you lift up what you had sent to you that we want to talk about? Well, this is about half of it. Oh, look at that. Nice These packages. These are malt samples. So what let's let's this take a, a quick break. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and find out how the hell do you use a sample that small and know it's going to create a good beer. We'll be back in a second, folks. We are back, and with me is Eric Bramwell from Riverlands. Uh, Ken McMullen from Hot Vine Brewing Company, and Chuck Fort from Church Street. Chuck from Church Street. That's what I like to say. Hello, Chuck. <laughs> so, guys, we're on to our second winter beers, and uh, I'm going to start the ball rolling here because I've got one of my favorites. Now, Porter is one of my favorite styles, but Smoke Porter just edges it out. And I have here the Alaska Brewing Company Smoke Porter. And this is a 2018 version. Now, 2019 came and went. I drunk those. I found this one. <laughs> I said, great, I'm going to have it. Haven't seen the 2020 ones yet. But uh, Smoke Porter, this is a gold medal winner from Alaska Brewing Company. And it has always been a favorite of mine not only because of the fact that I really like smoked beers, but also I really like porters. So I got the best of both worlds here. And uh, have you guys ever had this beer? Yes. Yes. It's delicious. Who said no? It's been a while. One no? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had that <laughs> one. You haven't had that one. Okay, Eric, we'll have to get you a bowl. So this um, is from the Alaskan Brewing Company. And uh, it says on the bottom here, brewed in the last in the last frontier. And Eric, you would definitely fit in there right now <laughs> in your outfit. But uh, I love the way that this pours out because it's like brilliantly dark. And I guess this this is a robust porter, I think. Um, I don't see how it couldn't be. <laughs> Any, anyone contest that? Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. Okay. And I know it's smoked, I think, on Alderwood, because there's a lot of that up in Alaska. And that gives it a very light smoking. So quite a subtle smokiness. It's got to warm up a little bit, but oh, man, you get that beautiful porter. And then this is really subtle, smoky flavor that comes through. Um, this is one of my favorites. And if you can get a, get a bottle of it from any year, please do so. They're also very reasonably priced. I think they're only something like $8.99 for a bottle this size, which always means you can buy, you know, three or four of them <laughs> and hang on to one for another year. So uh, that's my second style, a porter. This one happens to be smoked. Uh, let's go. What's the ABV on that, Phil? Ah, the ABV. I was afraid you were going to ask me that because that means I'm going to have to look at it without glasses. And uh, 
I'll uh, I'll get back to you on that. How's that? Sorry. <laughs> Let me go find my glasses while someone else is talking. Well, Ken, what's your second brew? Um, well, I used to be a member of the old order, which was Salamo's subscription beer program. It's like it used to be 175 bucks a year, and you got like I think every quarter you got two beers, and then there was one bonus beer, but um, the, the thing about winter beers is I, I have this huge collection of beers that I never drink because they're in bombers. Most of them are barrel aged. I collected them between 2010 and like 2016. And I, you know, most of them are, I, I don't enjoy in the summer. So that's why I pulled something from the cellar. So this one is, uh, it's a uh, Scotch ale aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, it says Labor of Hercules, Hippolyte's Belt. I believe that's the name of this. It's 10%, and this one's from 2017. So, Oh, wow. I'm going to share this with the uh, rest of the staff here, but I'm excited to try this. So this is where this doing this by Zoom really pisses everybody off who's on it because we want to be there somewhere in that brew. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds really cool. And and what was the style again? I, I kind of missed that. A Scotch ale. A Scotch ale. What a brilliant arc. Hey, there you go. The Scots really know how to do it, don't they, lad? Hey. It's it's actually kind of peaty and it's boozy. It's got that whiskey, you know, strong whiskey nose. Oh. It's a kind of a, a light brown. Not light brown, but you know, it's so so, so have you tasted it yet? It's it's peaty smell. Yeah. It's it doesn't have much alcohol heat for a ten percent beer that was barrel aged. I'm surprised. Oh yeah, I'm feeling a little in my down here though. It's yeah. malty. Um, it's delicious. Down, yeah, this is good. Down in them, down in them receptors. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the alcohol receptors. And down in glass. <laughs> All right, yeah. so Scotch ale, smoke porter. Let's go to Eric. Oh, we know what Eric's got. We'll come to I him last. Yeah, he gave it away. Spoiled the big reveal. What? I got my Warsteiner Dunkel. You do, right. Uh, yep. We'll come to you last, then. Uh, right. We'll make you wait because you let the cat out the bag. <laughs> Chuck. Yes. So I already sort of showed you my second beer, which is the Caritas barley wine. It's called uh, Car English Cardinal after one of the very few English cardinals. <laughs> well, uh, there must have been a lot of them. Wait a minute. Cardinal knew, Wolsey. He was a saint, apparently. Oh, he, I don't think he was a saint. He was a guy Cardinal, who did a Cardinal, lot with Henry VIII, right? Cardinal Newman apparently achieved sainthood. <laughs> apparently. Anyway, uh, it's a nice looking bottle, but it's a really nice beer. It's a, it's a barley wine that I designed for the Caritas... Uh, Brewing Company, and uh, I'm going to save, instead of opening this bottle tonight, because there's no way I can drink it tonight, I'm going to save it and bring Chicken. it over. I'm going to save it and bring it over to you so you can do your barley wine uh, podcast. Oh, you're the man. Right? <laughs> so you, you've obviously tasted this before, because you said you helped oh, design yeah. it. Um, is, it quite a, a, is it sweet or what? Well, it's 
It is sweet, but it's got uh, there is a, a, just enough hop balance to uh, to balance out the sweetness, and so, and uh, yeah, it's getting smoother. It's about yeah, it's once it's around the ten percent mark there, so it's it's got pretty good uh, little bit of alcohol warmth with it, uh, sort of a sort of a toffee caramelly sort of a, a a sweetness that goes along with it, but it's not uh, it's not overbearingly sweet, so I think we hit the right balance with it. That sounds really cool. All right. Well, thank you for that, Chuck. <laughs> uh, all right, Eric, come on. We, we've got a bottle there that doesn't look like a donkle because it looks so light. Oh, well, so it, it's in my glass now. So, or what's left of it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Show us the glass. Show us the glass and give us the, uh, so it's a nice, the color in there. Nice brown. Yep. Nice brown. Uh, crystal clear beer. Clear. Uh, again, this is the Warsteiner Dunkel. Um, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite styles to drink in the wintertime when I, I don't feel like having a, a big, thick, heavy stout. Um, I mean, it, to me, the style is liquid bread crust. You know, it's just, it, such a great toasty malty character to it. You know, it's a, a real Munich malt showcase uh, with a little bit of a, you know, character malt that gives it just a little bit of a chocolate flavor kind of in the in the background there. But, you know, they're, they're still light bodied. They're still really, really drinkable. Um, you know, the body of it shouldn't be much different than a, a Hellas, you know, as, as far as drinkability goes. Um, so it packs a lot of flavor into a, a pretty light beer, uh, body and, and drinkability wise. I, I absolutely love them. It's one of my favorite winter styles for sure. Sometimes I go to Woodman's and I'll look for, um, their dunkles. Uh, they have a, Iyengar has a dunkle out right now. I don't know if you've tried Iyengar's or not. Oh yeah. They're one of my favorite mm -hmm. German beers. Everything they make is, is great. Right. So we've all got kind of darker beers. Nobody's gone for a, a, well, I guess Eric, you've gone for a lager, really, haven't you, with a Munich, right? Yeah, that's that's a lager, yeah, right. But we yeah, all, yeah, Munich Dunkel's a lager. Yep. Yeah, they've all gone for the darker colors. Now, obviously, what makes those beers darker is the malt. So let's go down to Ken and Ken, just tell us what sort of samples you have, and and then from there, I want to I want to find out what all you guys do when you get these samples. How the hell do you take a small sample and know what type of a beer it's going to be? It's you like make a really small batch of beer. <laughs> like a pint? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> most of what they sent are like it's, they carry Swain. Um, I think, what's that one? Warminster. So it's a bunch of different types. In fact, we were talking about, it's funny, they actually have a brown malt uh, and gold swain brown but you look at you look at the malt you see how the color is um, you, you crack it open get a whiff of it see what the aroma is you know like this is the this now this so there's one thing that the craft beer world has done to beer suppliers like grain growers, maltsters, and hop growers. Hops have been the big thing that have, like we've had unbelievable development of new hops. And that's thanks to customers paying so much for craft beer that craft brewers can pay a lot more for materials. And so those material suppliers can spend more on R&D 
and develop these great new things. Well, it's finally reaching the monsters and the uh, grain growers. So this thing, look at this. The, yeah. the salty sand. caramel. Oh, sting. What is salty caramel? <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out if there's actually salt in this or not. <laughs> it smells like caramel. I mean, you know, we use caramel malts all the time, but and then you, uh, you know, you pour a little out and you crack it open maybe or taste it, and you just decide if it's something you want to experiment with and play with. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know. You know, they, you can make a little beer tea with it if you want, but like I'm saying, you just eat it and just see what it tastes like, crunch it up a little bit, but you don't really, you're not going to know for sure until you get a larger amount of it and see how it behaves in a mash tun. And, you know, that's what, when you're What's a beer tea? Yeah, well, you just heat up a little bit in a glass, a little water, crunch it up, just see what it tastes like. It, so you might get some more aromas that way if you heat it up. Oh, wow. And so do you guys get you guys get sent samples? I mean, Eric, you must get them the same as Ken, but when we when we first got going, um, we we get, I would say, 90% of our ingredients from uh, BSG, which is one of the, the big ingredient suppliers. Um, so I, I got their ingredient catalog, and with that, they sent me a whole bunch of different uh, malt samples as well. And it it is useful in a sense that, you know. You're not going to really, like Chuck said, you're not really going to know 100% what a, a malt tastes like until you actually brew a beer with it. But it's interesting to me about the subtle differences that you can still pick out when you actually take a sample, smell it, and to me, especially taste it, uh, especially something like Pilsner. You know, you can taste the difference between a German Pilsner malt and an American Pilsner malt and, you know, kind of get a, a very basic feel for how it might behave in, in the taste of a beer. So you, you can get a feel for how different some of those malts might be, even though they might both be Pilsner malts. So it's, it's yeah. to me, it's always interesting to try those samples. Well, and, and for example, like honey malt, we've only been able to buy honey malt from Gamberness. Well, I just got this from Brees. Now Brees is in Wisconsin and they're making a honey malt. So I haven't opened this yet. I haven't tried it yet, but if it, if it's a, a you know, if it's a chance for me to buy almost local malt that has that honey character to it. I'm going to, I'm going to do that here and I'll show you this too. That's the, that's the other reason for doing stuff like this. Those are uh, six gallon pilot batches um, unless you play around and try stuff out. So if I like one of these and I call them up and say, Hey, can you send me, you know, like 10 pounds of it? They'll probably do it just to get, let me try it. And it, you know, if I like it, then I'll step it up to this. And so, so 10 pounds of malt will be enough for a, a pilot bat. Well, it depends. I mean, if like, like honey malt would be a specialty malt. And so for that, probably one or two pounds might be enough. Base malt is like 10, 12, 13 pounds for that batch. So you would add, you would add the specialty malts to the base malts. Right. Chuck, have you, have you experimented? I know you have a pilot system, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't really brewed much on it lately. Um, for a long time, the pilot system was just my brewery here in the basement. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, it's like the you got to use the those those specialty mods. They don't have any. A lot of them don't have any ability to convert uh, starch into sugar. So you'll have to use base malts usually. So usually just get a sort of a generic base malt. Uh, if you want to try to figure out what certain specialty grains taste like in a beer, usually. So. Have any of you used uh, Illinois malts? I I haven't yet. So that would be very interesting to do. I'd love to do it at some point, but uh, not at Riverlands. No. So uh, pretty, that's a pretty limited um, pool out there for Illinois. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Riggs uses malts from somewhere in Illinois. Uh, they also grow their own, so <laughs> they've kind of got it wrapped up. Uh, Tangled Roots uh, has uh, a farm somewhere in LaSalle County, which they have limited amounts of bar barley and uh, hops come from. Uh, in fact, I reviewed their uh, 41. Oh, I've got the bottle here, actually. Their 4188 pale ale which I also know that Lincoln Slagle down in Emancipation Brewery, he uses uh, some Illinois malts and, uh, oh, hello, what's that? He's, got, he's gone to something else. I, I brought my red back. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, it was, when it was there, it looked like a short glass. I thought you'd gone to the hard stuff. The third one in on you. <laughs> anyway, back to that. So Lincoln Slagle, he he has some of the uh, Illinois brews, and I and I swear there is a very subtle difference to Illinois uh, hops and malt because I think of the soil. That's what Lincoln told me. It's all to do with the soil where it grows. So um, you know, if you want those subtle differences, maybe try some homegrown stuff. But as you say, it's probably difficult to get, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we just did a, a beer with uh, some Illinois-grown hops, which was interesting. Michigan copper hops, which we had never used before. But like you just said, Phil, it's, it's all about the, the soil that the ingredients are grown in. Uh, I can't speak to malt since we haven't used it, but I know, you know people who grow their, their own hops at home, Centennial and Cascade and things like that, are definitely going to taste different here than they would taste, you know, from what's grown in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Well, um, Ken, I hope you find a very interesting malt. I, I'm intrigued to know whether you do anything with that salty caramel, because uh, maybe you've got a built-in goza. <laughs> I gotta call them and see if they actually added salt to the yeah. malt. <laughs> you can make you can make a taffy apple beer. Malty and salty. Malty and salt. That's a great beer name, by the way. That's a really good beer name. I like that. <laughs> Malty and salty. There we go. Uh, make a note it's your of next that. collab. Though. Sorry? Your next collab. My next collab. There we go. Yeah. I don't know when the hell that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys, I really appreciate you taking time out here on election night which it really isn't because we recorded it back. But hey, there you go. These guys are happy. There we go. And you know why I'm happy? Because we won't have to have any more of those bloody political postcards put in our mailbox anymore. How many trees have been killed for that? So um, I don't... on YouTube and not seeing a political commercial anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we hope this isn't political. I've still got some of my nut brown left. So 
because I've got two glasses, that means I can do a cheers with myself. Anybody else got two glasses? No. Pick them. Well, you must have another. Oh, there you go. You got a bottle. Oh, look, he's got. <laughs> you got one, Ken? Oh, well, good man. All right. Well, thank you very much indeed, guys. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Thank you very much. All together now. Cheers. Oh, what a sound. I love that sound. What a clang. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Right, sell the beer. Make the beer. I'll have a pint. No, go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? Uh, a pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint.